Friday, we made it to another beautiful weekend here. You're not there. I'm not there. You're not there. Refresh, refresh. I'm not there. <laughs> Welcome to Friday, everybody. We have technical difficulties on Adam versus the man. I know it's it's shocking. It's really amazing. I don't know what to tell you, but Adam is coming back in. They decided to cut him. They decided to make give him give his life problems right ahead of time. So I'll tell you what we're going to do while he's still trying to reconnect because I can't see him. I'm going to go ahead and get promos out of the way first and foremost, right out of the way so we can have a good Friday all the rest of the time. T.me forward slash Adam versus the man. If you hurry up now, you can join that and you can see all the links that we're going to talk about today. It's a bunch of good ones. You can follow along. T.me forward slash Adam versus the man. Public telegram channel. Get yourself connected. It's an awesome uh, thing to do. Next, we're going to go. I don't have my promos prepped, so I got to click the buttons while I'm talking. We're going to talk about patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. We got one, we got five, we got 10, we got $50 a month for different levels to support the show. $10 a month will get you access to what's called the Private Producers Club, which you can also win access to by winning a comment contest that we have usually here every single day. Uh, the Private Producers Club is where we come up with what we're going to talk about on the show. So it's a really good backstage, uh, good fun, good time. Next, we're looking at the uh, Instagram, at the Garden of Freedom. This is a place where you can go to check out all of the pictures and videos of life happening up there in Gardenia. Um, next, after the... <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting messages. He's, Adam restarted the phone. We're just making sure... We don't have to restart because I'm getting promos right out of the way. So where did I leave off next? The best uh, veterans nonprofit organization on the website, brand new created homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Check it out, everybody. This uh, this veterans nonprofit organization wants to group up all of the veterans from across the country and give them purpose and give them healing opportunities. All of your all of your donations to Homefront Battle Buddies is tax deductible. So definitely keep that in mind when going to the website, www.homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Next, the crypto6.com. This has all of the QR codes that you can uh, donate to the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm sure you heard about that. Um, so definitely visit this website. The button at the top, we'll go ahead and click on that. And uh, show you guys if my computer is being fast enough. You click this top button, then scroll right down. It shows you right here the address where you can write to Mr. Nobody. Uh, so you can definitely let him know you're thinking about him. Let him know his situation is fucked up and that you hope he gets out soon and that you're uh, supporting him all the way. Now, lastly, gogreenenergyonline.com. This is a website we send all of our do-it-yourselfers that want to learn more about solar panels, micro wind power, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're going to have the creator of this website and the knowledge base on the show today at 8.30 is supposed to. So if you have any questions for the creator of this website, uh, definitely keep those prepped. And thank you very much for doing those promos. Um, Adam is still... Uh, having connection issues, man, the powers that be really, really love to just poke us and flick our beard. 
Yeah. This is what they're doing. That famous John Lennon quote that he's always talking about. This is them actively doing that right now. This is them flicking Adam's brand new beard bastards, trying to piss him off, trying to make him angry. It's not going to work though. It's a good news Friday. And Adam is, uh, Adam's, that's just the way he rolls. So I'm just going to keep, uh, spinning my wheels here. Uh, we got a co-host maybe, or there we go. We're working. Welcome Good back to the All right, thanks for uh, enjoying this new format with Jim doing the promos first while Verizon and Samsung fuck up our whole program you today. Have this angelic glow about uh, no, you that's, today. No, that's that's dirt on on your lens, dear. But thank you for uh, who's who's is this show brought to you by Sprint again? This show is brought to you by oh, T-Mobile. Sprint, who recently merged. Yeah, this is. This, I'm sorry, everybody. This is the weirdest thing. Uh, I, I click into, I got a, a, a brand new, and I have, I am fucking livid about this thing. This, it has a gouge in the screen from scratching against a pop socket on another phone in my pocket after they told me, oh, look at that reflection. Oh, cool. Um, after they told me <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that this, I, I, there's so, and now I click into StreamYard where we do the show. Normally it's great. It's very smooth. I love doing the show this way. Um, but my service just starts going in and out. I don't know if anybody has an answer to this. Is it StreamYard with some weird incompatibility issue? Is it Chrome browsing? Yeah, but like some, like it, it, it goes like I, I click into StreamYard. Sometimes it's fine. And then sometimes Jim goes live and it goes 4G on off and effectively for StreamYard video connection, it's not doing anything. Verizon doesn't deserve another episode from us yet. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of going like cellular free Wi-Fi only if we get Starlink. Star like, I'm so down with that. We just hotspot yeah. from our phones. Like, yeah. And, and thanks to everybody for sort of bearing with us through the cell phone phase of Adam versus the man. Uh, I hope I hope no one minds the audio too much. I know we've got this awesome studio space. We've got an awesome team, an awesome format, great setup online and everything. Uh, but the the there is a limitation out here. Uh, we thought we had internet when we got out here. And uh because this is a rural community and we live in uh, a socialist country with corporatism, the choices for internet are so limited out here as, as to be useless. Uh, I, I can't remember what was the name of the company. We, there might be some other one out here, but now Elon Musk is coming to save us. Woo. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> uh, we got two great guests today. We got Jay Nygaard, the turbine guy. I'm, I keep looking at the right side of this phone, like, because that's yeah, 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 it's gonna mess me up there. No, because I'm, I'm I gotta try, try to look at Joey over there, <laughs> there. Uh, now we have we have the other angelic light from from the windows in our seventy five percent natural light studio. Chris Gannon now seventy five percent more man. <laughs> Is it? It's not bun yet. I I I was at the dollar store the other day, and they had a bun form and it's like god damn it is everything i look at on women fake <laughs> like yeah. your faces are fake your tits are fake your your hair is fake like your nails are fake 
what what and and you you think men are dishonest like what no but there's I, now i want to do this because there's this there's a little man bun form or bun i guess it's a bun you put bun it on form? man it becomes a man bun form <laughs> it's a it's a little like um I'll assume the gender of the bun form <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a little like plastic wire mesh donut that you put over like your ponytail and then you push it around <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then tie it on and it, it, and it, it gives it like, it gives it like a volume volume, volume. <laughs> um, i don't know i've got this great little uh man bun it's not a man bun yet it's a top knot but if i spread it out like this you can you can pretend it's a man bun from a distance thank you chris gannon for noticing <laughs> my adventures in long hair it's like I'm finally I'm becoming the hippie I've I've been in denial of uh, for the last. Uh, you can do that with a scrunchie. Oh, you scrunch. Oh, you oh, put your bun so you pull it the scrunchie and, like, and then do your bun around it, it and then put another put a hair tie around it. I like that. I like that. Why do you know this? Send pictures. Um, all right, no, we had an awesome show. We got Jay Nygaard joining us in just about twenty minutes. <clears throat> We've got Bethany Hill, who we got to work with. In Mississippi, who's like, and and I'm like, they, you know, you know how I like to joke uh, that they made pot so legal in America, it's not even fun to smoke anymore. Not true in Mississippi. <laughs> it's still fun to smoke. Yeah. So happy Friday. Oh, and um, uh, the the theme song. I guess we we have a. a I love the title for today's show. Did you notice that, dear? Like Cancer it. and like dementia it. down. Solar and cannabis up. <gasps> look at look at your smoke going through my light on the screen. Cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we have like really good news. Like Lots it's it's it. like I, I and so when when I do the good news when we do good news Fridays, just to remind everybody the formula. When there are sort of less urgent news stories during the week that are good news. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I mean, COVID more COVID vitamins. Um, yeah. Anyway, the song is uh, "Getting Better" by the Beatles. I'm like, I have to sing it. Sorry, because if you don't like my singing with my COVID, I mean cannabis cough, <laughs> then you fucking complain to YouTube and the Digital Millennium Copyright Act takedown policies and IP and but let's let's take down government together and then eventually Melinda <laughs> says don't do it. It's getting better all the time. Better. All right, yeah, I'll stop. Uh, but now, now Joey has to sing "Smoke Weed Every Day" with Jim. Smoke weed every day. Oh, we're just doing this one. We got a bunch of copyrights. Or this is the remix, but like this one's not in the DMCA system. I mean, just like we don't oh. get in trouble for that. We never get in trouble for that one. Interesting. Play three seconds right. of the Tonight Show clip, though, and just yeah, shut down. No more fair yeah. use. That's not even a thing. You can't even you can't even like show other people's stuff and give them credit for it. Like, which I mean, that's kind of insulting to the people like that's 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 free promotion and free marketing that youtube's keeping other people away from too <clears> if you think about it just a thought so um 
Makes me want to talk about Game of Thrones for a second. <laughs> like, no, not too deep. Uh, but, like, the examination of human nature, because we just – Joey had not seen season eight. And I had only seen it once. And I'm the kind of – I was – I was a pre- I geeked out. I, and I waited, right? I think I waited through the first six seasons before I started watching. And then while I was watching the first six seasons, seven came out. And I watched the first seven seasons four times. I mean, it's it's that good, and I'm very picky. I don't watch trash TV. I, I'm not very TV little fan. fiction. I don't do I, I, There's so many good documentaries to watch. Like, how could you? I mean, I I'll tell you. I we we Joey like and I have aliens. A, well, Joey and I have a guilty pleasure right now. Um, <laughs> red Green, the Red Green Show. Oh. This old Canadian redneck, and it's just great, hilarious, sort of libertarian spirit. Uh, they're, they're always comedy, complaining about the really good physical and... comedy, um, and and mm-hmm. and so that that's fun. And I it, it, I mean I one of my I, I don't mind watching stuff that's sort of mindless if it's if it's sort of if it's smart and funny, you know. Otherwise, I'd, I'd rather be watching like documentaries or something. Yeah. But, but Game of Thrones is so powerful as an examination of human nature. And um, wow. So we just rewatched. I watched. Well, we rewatched season seven to get back into it, and then Joey got to see season eight for the first yeah, and time. And I was, I was ready to be disappointed. Like I remember, there was a whole meme war about how bad the ending of Game of Thrones is, and I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Like my mind was, but they. I can't spoil it. I don't know. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it didn't I, suck. I, it I, sucked if you don't have like a human conscience, maybe like. But it was pretty epic. And I, I, and I, I think Ugh. part of the, 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 the what I love about it is the examination of human nature. And what reminded me of that was YouTube selling out just now. Do you see the connection? Right. All of the, all this, all, all of that rant about Game of Thrones for one little point about YouTube. No, but that we live, if, 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 if you, Game of Thrones is very smart. There's, there's there's a huge power play element to it where the characters are very smart. They're very clever and they're ruthless. And in that sense, it's inspiring, right? Yeah. But it's, it, it, it makes you think about like what is happening in the world today. And I think it, as an examination of human nature, where you take these compelling, well-developed characters and put them in magically fantastical it's a fantasy series by the way when when i i have a, I have a dumb a dumb story about myself to tell about game of thrones because i waited until season six was going to start watching the only thing i knew about it was a, a conversation i drunk half overheard about the red wedding scene and someone saying it was based on historical events and i thought that the whole game of thrones was an historical docudrama oh. and i i worked it into a, a joke on my tour that i told 80 times at oh, every no. tour stop and it was it still worked okay. but the thing is I, in my mind, it was funny because I was referencing it as an historical drama. In my audience's mind, it was hilarious because it was using it was this fictional really thing satire, right? to make a political point about how humanity used to be more violent. Right? It was like hey, Game of Thrones days, right? And I was like, oh my god! And then I watched the very first episode, and you see the White Walkers with the blue eyes, and I'm like. 
oh shit that still works oh, it still works <laughs> no they thought it worked just on a, it worked on a whole other level it was like it, i was telling a joke that i only half got myself <laughs> and that the audience got at like a double level <laughs> like that was that's my that's my game of thrones story this forever uh the blacklist is such a good show because it's exactly what the government does uh, you know it out, I've, I've, I, I have watched part of the blacklist i've not heard of it um it's it's uh super criminal goes into the fbi to turn himself in and then negotiates being partially released to be the guy helping them catch all the guys on his blacklist mm -hmm. so uh, also a very smart psychological thriller but i i think i think it's also there was something that bothered me about the blacklist maybe i'm maybe i'm overthinking it because it's, it's 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 worthwhile tv if, if you enjoy it because it's 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 intellectually stimulating but i i fear that there may be some actually dangerous false premises about the reality of the fbi you know or whatever other agencies he's working with there hey garth mage garth mage hello from scotland like and share and oh and see percent share percent share keep your hey, hey 1054 that keep your stick on the ice you know, great red green you reference yep you keep your stick on the ice um and uh let's see we went on a tv rant out of nowhere but that's fine yeah so to the good news let's let, let's <laughs> jump into it that's no, no rambling because we do have well i guess as long as we're hearing from our friend in scotland i do want to give a shout out to our friend in germany freiheit and the producers club um he's here today too all right who sent us no, some i'm sorry some real greece oh we got we hello from greece wow Scotland, Germany. Excellent. You guys um, need freedom too. Does my dumb American humor translate? I hope so. <laughs> uh, I, well, Game of Thrones was an international phenomenon. Like, and that's that's part of, I think, like, like my book, Freedom. Now I'm going to compare my book, Freedom, to Game, to of, Game of Thrones. No, but okay. then it's like, it's an examination <laughs> of statism in a universally, you know, valuable way, right? Similar, like Game of Thrones, obviously, it's done in English. Are they English accents? And, <laughs> and 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 Valerian <laughs> and Dothraki, um, whatever. There's there are a few other languages, but the, the, you have to watch it with with you know a dubbing or whatever to get it in another language. But it similarly is that uh, examination of human nature. Yeah, totally. And so when I when I look at YouTube to bring it back to this, finally the the corruption. It's it's sort of predictable. If you go, well, we got the internet at this point in history when humans were still doing the government thing, when humans still allowed this much of our evil part of our nature, you know, the line between good and evil runs through every human soul, that idea that 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 we we still live in it. We we live in an era where we we have actually got like and this is really important to step back and celebrate again the 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 professor pinker idea of of how how much better human life is that we are living in the most peaceful times in human history by far and that that, that violence follows a, you know like a radioactive curve of, of decline over the course of human history and in so many ways things have gotten better and uh we have gone from a period uh, where from where most of human history, that that evil side of the human soul was just constantly unleashed. Dude, it all was over brutal. The place. 
just like, brutal. Brutal. Like, like just walking nasty, up and, and short. skinning somebody in the street was like, well, okay, no big deal. Not quite. But if you don't believe me, go watch the TED Talk from Professor Pinker on, uh, it's called The Surprising Decline in Violence. And he go, he talks about like burning people at the stake and torturing animals. like fiction, at, the yeah, rock, like, like, Yeah, like just, it was, people were fucking nasty. Disgusting. Now... Now we've we've actually, for the most part, like ninety five plus percent, compared to the baseline of violence in human history, we've eliminated that texture of violence, right? Like, yeah, there's the occasional serial killer, and there there are still abusive people, but our standard of what constitutes abuse is is much, you know, much lower in the sense that that we've we've been able to raise our standards. Um, yes, there are still the there's still the occasional psychopath who really is fucking with their kids. You can't I mean, we've sort of keep parents who keep their kids captive type type abuse, um, spousal abuse. But, but it's it's tiny. It's insignificant compared to what it used to be. And even with governments, even if you look at war, even in the 20th century, it's a fraction of what it used to be a hundred years ago you could legally beat your wife and throw her in a mental asylum if if you if she was in the united states like that was a normal that was a normal thing in the united states we're we're doing good excuse me for most of american history right that and and much worse not to mention slavery you know lynchings etc i mean just and it common accepted throughout the world so now i i i think what what's left of, of the manifestation of, of that evil uh, of, of the human spirit is in institutions and it's in government and it's in cor- it's in big major corporations that go hand in hand with government. And it's not inherent to the evil nature of corporations. This is where sort of libertarians and, and our economic analysis differ, but, but a lot of economic analyses by libertarians focus entirely on government and leave out. Well, if it's evil to be government doing violence, isn't it just as evil to be the corporations that are paying it off and profiting from that deliberately and consciously at a different level than the average voting citizen who says, well, I'm getting my benefits and I'm paying my taxes and it seems like a good deal to me because I believe the bullshit, right? There is, you, I think you have to acknowledge that other level of evil. Miss Prepper, now the state just abuses parents and children in family court. Yeah, exactly. So like it's institutionalized and it's actually a lot less brutal. Uh, there, there, there is a semblance it, and an expectation of due process, and 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 desire to preserve the institution in a way that psychopathic individuals don't really have. Yeah. It's in humans, and they unite, according to Teresa G. Taran on Facebook. People are watching on Facebook. Still? Oh, hey. oh my gosh, are we still doing this thing on Facebook? I Facebook didn't anyway, even like tell people. Right, I was in, I was in the middle of shouting out our European audience because Freiheit in in Germany sent us some pretty nutso videos and pictures of flooding in German cities. And I'm like, I thought you guys were good engineering minds. Is, is that not, is it like, what, what don't you do? Why are you building? Like, and I think about like where we're building here. Like when you build off bridge, like, yes, you account for floodplains. And like, I, I feel like we're waiting. Like, do people just put cities willy nilly in places where they didn't account for? Yes. Yeah, sometimes it rains a lot. More than, is built on a oh, swamp. There's oh. the answer to your question. Well, this is why I, I, smart. I say, I say, uh, it's, it's my favorite trick question to libertarians. You know, what city do you live in? <laughs> libertarians, <laughs> we don't deal with this. But Freiheit and, and, and there's there's uh, armored vehicles. If you want to look this up, if, well, join the producers club. You can see some of the direct information we're sharing there and some of the, all the stuff that Freiheit sent us. Uh, you can 
you can Google this stuff. It's out there. It's, he doesn't have any like super crazy exclusive footage, but it's really cool stuff of like, dis- I mean, it's disaster porn, you know, like it's, and it's people uh, yelling and in, yelling in, uh, it's not cool. Right. Yeah. But I wouldn't watch it. I didn't hit play. people yelling in indistinct German. No, no. I mean, it's just like watching the mudslides in China. It's a cool natural phenomenon. And for the most part, it's <laughs> people did something stupid. Mudslides you know, are fun at concerts. It's, it's, it's like a blooper reel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 1054 on YouTube, people who focus on mainstream media for eyes on the world think Rome is burning in danger, lurks around every corner. The yeah, that's why. Again, Absolutely. A huge reason why we built in Good News Friday into the show. And we're going to get to a couple stories quickly uh, before before we get to our guest, our first guest in a few minutes. But uh, jumping ahead of the stack, Jim, CBS News. NASA moon wobble in orbit may lead to record flooding on Earth. Again, if you really want to get into this, you're going to have to read it yourself and, and notes at uh, on our Telegram channel, t.me slash Adam versus the man. Every coast in the U.S. is facing rapidly increasing high tide floods. NASA says this is due to a wobble in the moon's orbit working in tandem with, in tandem with climate change fueled rising sea levels. The new study from NASA and the University of Hawaii published recently in the journal Nature Climate Change warns that upcoming changes in the moon's orbit could lead to record flooding on Earth in the next decade. Through mapping the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's NOAA sea level rise scenarios, flooding thresholds and astronomical cycles, researchers found flooding in American coastal cities could be several multiples worse in the 2030s when the next moon wobble is expected to be and they expect the flooding significantly damage infrastructure and displaced communities and i think i think in a way that's kind of a good thing as it encourages more conscientious building you know and and we're going to have this technology we're going to get to rebuild so much shit with the the technology that we have available and also getting past the government corrupt influence on the building industry through the promotion of zoning, coding, enforcement, and stick frame insulated drywall houses at the expense of uh, thermal mass and and passive solar and much more uh, efficient buildings. Um, Hempcrete, just being one example, obviously I'm a big fan of earth ships, uh, geodesic domes, more as a structural, beautiful thing than than a building revolution, but the use of domes I think is going to play a role in this drone construction, robot construction, 3D printing, prefab construction. I mean, just prefab homes. I mean, you can get like what you have today as like a double wide that you can get delivered on bare land for $60,000 and in place would be considered a luxury mansion from 80 years ago, which might mean that in 10 years you can get a McMansion actual like thing just basically dropped out of the sky on a bare land wherever you want it. But anyway, back to Europe and to Fryheit, serious next link in the stack, Washington Post, death toll from European floods. Passes 115 as receding waters reveal scope of devastation. Now, not, I mean, still a a blip of of a death statistic, but what's cool about this, Joey, is that we understand it like never before. We connected to a fucking wobble in the moon. There's more water on my feet. So I must be able to explain it by saying the moon is wobbling. That's good news. Do you not see, like, that that, that we are, that, that if, if, 
if the if the waters are rising from global warming or climate change, and I'm not weighing in on that specifically, but if it's if it's from tidal shifts or whatever it is that this is happening and we're able to adapt to it, it's amazing. All right, so before we get to our guests, a few really, really killer good news stories from goodnewsnetwork.org. Dementia cases have declined by 13% in the United States and Europe every decade since 1988, researchers found. I love that. What? I love that. Yeah. That's great. Coaching That's people. Incredible, man. Coaching people. Over the past 30 years, the incidence of dementia has declined an average of 13% every decade in people of European ancestry living in the U.S. or Europe. Using this trend, researchers at Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health estimate that 15 million fewer people could develop dementia by 2040 in high-income countries than if the incidence of the disease remained steady. And dementia, I mean... Uh, I, I dealt with this watching my mother take care of my grandmother um, as part of her decline in health. It's it's my my grand my great grandmother it, it, went to dementia. It, it, it's it, terrible. And 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 hers is relatively mild. I don't I don't want anybody like playing a fiddle for you know me or my mom here, but uh, violin, not a fiddle. Fiddle fiddle's celebratory music. Violin is you know like world's smallest violin. Mm -hmm. uh, but I it, for a lot of people, it can be a crazy kind of psychological torture for them and for family and for everyone around them. And the fact that this it, it's 47, the study notes 47 million people worldwide uh, live with dementia due to the rapidly aging population. Something rapidly aging. Cause time is accelerating. Wait, is it, right, is it, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's people. Yeah. You, you have the point you know what I mean when they say that, right. The number of people living with the disease is expected to triple over the next 30 years, as is the expected socioeconomic burden associated with dementia. Of course, a lot of that's population growth, but the decline in incidence, this is with uh, a very large study, 27 years of follow up. Um, they also saw consistent trends across different populations from North America and Europe. Uh, both men and women. Men had a greater reduction than women. And this is actually really interesting. The de decrease is is way more in men, 24%. Women only down 8%. Hmm. <laughs> Might be that... something to do with the decline in violence and that male stress. Yeah. Think about how much in prior in prior periods of humanity, everybody was fucking like this all the time, you know? And it was, it was nasty, brutish, and short, traumatic lives. And it's just... Huh. I, I'm thinking like reliable diets when I first see this headline, yeah. like better medicine maybe, it's but it's like, no, it, it's over three decades. So preventative efforts involving lifestyle education, health interventions, blood pressure control, anti-thrombotic medication can offset part of it. Uh, but I think, uh, so it's, the, the study says it's not conclusive. Providing this evidence of a decline is the first step towards elucidating the factors at play behind that decline and eventually effective intervention to promote brain health. And I'm thinking like, I take fish oil. Well, actually, now I have I have vegan, I have vegan oh, essential. Oh, did you get that? Yeah, I got the I got the vegan I essential uh, fatty acids. Um, How that goes? Yeah, thanks to our friend Chris Sullivan, by the way, vegan bodybuilder who's an old fan of mine. Ran into. I, I wish I we should be promoting him. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I wish I had his Instagram handle off the top of my head. He might be watching right now. We see we see each other stuff on Instagram. It's um. Well, should I got my phone here? Now, oh, now, now you can look at your phone. Room. And I, I can use my phone during the show. How about that? Uh, I can't use it for anything that requires much data. Uh, but yeah, occasionally I post, uh, I, you know, uh, physique photos. 
and uh, he, he comments, and he's he's like he's my coach right now. You could say, uh, plant powered muscle, plant underscore under plant underscore powered underscore muscle on Instagram, uh, vegan bodybuilder, former Marine, and and he he really like I mean it sounds gay, but no, he really has about the physique that I want. I want his body. I want his body. Yes, no, but uh, he's he's and, and then he does it, you know, consistently vegan. And I'm I'm he's he's got some balance on me and some size in some places. And he's definitely a few points leaner than me. And and that's what I'm focusing on right now because I've never I'm actually the leanest I have ever been. So I think anyway, back to the story: reliable diet, exercise, and supplements. Um, but that's because because our diet we we have this vision. Oh, like what a perfect human diet could be. And then you try to fill that with food at the grocery store and it's, a lot of it's leached and, and, and supplements to pump up certain things for performance, but also to fill in gaps from the, you know, the, the things that are sort of impossible to incorporate in that, that perfect diet. Um, shit. I got my vitamin box to show off right here. Yeah. Jane Igard is watching going like, well, at least this is fun to geek out on. Right. Yeah, this is this is not this is not once a day I take all four. I only, I'm only willing, and I'm pretty. I like I, I like to think I'm pretty efficient about this. Like Chris Sullivan, plant powered muscle, he works out six times a week. Joey, what do I? I average like three, 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 three lifting. I'm pretty active overall. Physical around the property all day long. I, so I really only lift like three days a week. I've I've been trying to do more lately, and then I go, oh, shit, I'm so old. <laughs> three a week and i miss a week here and there we did I, a good leg day yesterday. I think good all of that you had a great leg day yesterday uh shout out anytime fitness especially anytime fitness chino valley never have a problem with me working out barefoot there always a chill environment well maintained clean i love all the anytime fitness chains i've ever been to except the ones where they asked me to put shoes on to work out yeah fuck um, that. there are a couple that, it's a franchise thing a couple of them suck um, but the model is awesome. I don't I want to say a couple of them. A couple of them are like, eh, they barely cleared the bar. Even, even then, functional, great gym, yeah. on the road, great deal. Um, I should get them to pay me to say all this. Uh, next story, though, and we're going to get to this after our guest. We're going to go to Jay next. New report finds survival rates are improving every year for most of the common cancers in the United States. And then we've got all sorts of great human optimization stories. No, Jim, get that off. We're going to go to Jay Nygaard, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Nygaard, the turbine guy, joining us for another Good News Friday special edition. Jay, thanks for waiting for us. I, I hope you appreciate like what good news that is. And I don't know if you want to connect this to, to solar and alternative energy, um, but that this is so like that these technological advances, uh, we kind of take for granted being just what they are. But th th there's so many other implications of soul. I mean, if you're if you have uh, is, is the radiation of living under high tension power lines a thing that we just don't have to just kind of disappears when we go all to off grid energy. Uh, I know you want to talk about solar prices are rising right now. Unfortunate economic reality. Jay, take it away, sir. Sure. I sent you a link. I just did a video about that, that it's obvious to me that the indicators say that the price of solar is going to be going up. You know, the good news is it's been low for a while now because of this pandemic kind of stuff. But I think once they run, people run through their supplies, the next batch is going to get more expensive. You know, the price of the base metals has been going uh. up. The price of the, uh, of the glass, the tempered glass mm. has gone up 130% in the last year. Mm. 
And most importantly, a company called Hoshine uh, something something industries in China who supplies crystals for making the solar modules has just been put on a uh, U.S. customs list. And supposedly they're using the slave labor, the Uyghurs and others (laughs) to put their stuff together. So you start adding all of these facts up and all you can see is that the prices are going to skyrocket. You know, and on top of that, I just price shipping uh, for for a container of wind turbines. It's doubled the cost of sending a container from China to here. So you start adding all these different things up and the price of solar is going to go. And and the modules themselves are what's been keeping the price down. So now that this this is happening, I think we're going to have some major issues. Wow. Okay, so what I've seen looking at commodities in general over the last six months as as the uh, flooding of cash and liquidity into the market through the Federal Reserve, through the relief bills, et cetera, et cetera, is starting to have some trickling down impact in actual price inflation. We look at food as a baseline, and now food prices are finally getting to the point where it's like starting to hurt for a lot of people where you go, ah, fuck i have to like i i'm i don't think i don't think food prices in america make people starve but it does it is leading a lot of people to go we got to cut back or we got to rethink or we got to be shopping cheaper and you know especially people who are stretching budgets to to feed families they're in a tight spot but on the industrial side it seems like the the price inflationary effects are are faster and more dramatic than the consumer price effects and I, I really love what you point out about the lagging effect with with supplies and creating more material so i can aside from that general overall industrial scale price inflation like we've seen with steel lumber um i'm, I'm trying to think what other major commodities you know i mean numbers we, we see the big numbers anywhere from like 50 percent to you know, three hundred percent at times, and it's 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 fluctuating. There have been some spikes and coming down, but in addition to that, what you would expect with solar, there are a couple extra challenges, and 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 your point out, and with with wind with turbines. So you're saying government challenges with importing, and then it, the commodity prices. Uh, can you speak more to those sort of specific challenges to to, to alternative energy, and, and and what else might be unique? Sure. Well, you know, although solar modules uh, basically are the heart of the system, you know, the, the inverters matter too, but but the pricing there has been fairly consistent. But the, uh, the solar module issue is several things. Like I said, this Hoshine company that manufactures the crystals, okay, they supply to the eight largest solar panel manufacturers in the world. So all of a sudden, all eight of these uh, are going to have to start looking elsewhere for their supplies. And, and the big issue is, you know, when you're talking about the customs, what they can do is customs can hold on to a shipment for up to three months, and the manufacturer has to either prove that that shipment, the supply chain through that whole shipment uh, was just fine and had nothing to do with this company, or they, they can export it back out to somewhere else. Well, both of those cost money, take time, and are just going to inflate prices, especially when the goods get to a port and they have to sit there. And you, you got to think that when they're making them sit there, they're charging them a storage fee too. So, 
yeah, you start looking at this government intervention, which is what's crazy to me. We've got all these governors, companies, the president. We're going to be 100% green by 2035. You know, they just pick a number out of the air and say, you know, that sounds like a good date to me. And I think we can, of course, none of these people are scientists. None of them are economists. And none of them have an idea, like you were saying, the supply chain. So, for instance, right now, I got a buddy who sells water tubs or hot tubs. Well, the big problem is he can't get hot tubs now, not because they're not making them, not because they don't have most of the parts, but because there's some parts in the supply chain that they just can't get. So that one part or two or three parts in the supply chain are holding this whole hot tub up, not only to get it finished, but to get it shipped out to the store or to the client. Mm. And that's what's going to go on with the solar now is it's the beginning of the supply chain. One of the major, uh, well, the major thing, the crystals they use to make the big crystals uh, is going to be an issue now. Now, uh, other companies have tried ramping up production. Well, that takes time. We all know that. And you all know what's going to happen anyways. The Chinese are just going to find a way to bury that company or, or bury it in such a manner that you can't tell it's coming from that company. But that's going to take them time to figure that out, too. So, okay, it, now, Illinois 4545 on YouTube writes, China owns the materials for batteries and solar. They will be the next Saudi Arabia. Joy. And that's an interesting uh, possibility if Saudi Arabia has the out, outsized power and influence they do because oil and, and, and the gas industry has been the, the driving global economic force. And it's going to shift now to materials. It seems like it, this represents a massive if you think about the efficiency of shifting from internal combustion engines and dependence on oil to alternative energy and dependence on metals being mined and rare earth minerals and things like that, rare. it's still a lot more efficient. You're not going to see wars fought over this, I, I, I hope. Yeah. Um, and and, and how, much, how much of a monopoly does China have? Are there other places these minerals and, and materials can be sourced? Uh, yes, there absolutely are. The problem is when you get to these other places, for instance, Australia ha has access to a ton of lithium uh, within their country, but they have a ton of regulations. You know, and same here in the U.S., uh, you know, copper is just spiking in price and there's no reason for it to. Minnesota's got a ton of copper, pardon the pun. There's all <laughs> kinds of copper in northern Minnesota, and, and but we can't get to it because of regulations. Now, I get we want to protect the environment, but we need to understand that mining these days is so much cleaner, better, and more efficient than mining was before that it is getting better. What we have to do is keep driving, driving, driving right. until it's good. But, but there are other places that have these things. It's governments and regulations that prevent us from getting it. And, and just, just oh. one key note, Venezuela's got more oil than Saudi Arabia. How come, how come they don't have the same influence? Interesting question. Right. Now, it's, it, it's kind of a, a stunning juxtaposition you make there when, when you point out that restrictions on mining metals lead us to be more dependent on natural gas. <laughs> and you, and, and, uh, 
because because government does this in the name of protecting the environment, we have less technological advancement and more dependence on old technologies of internal combustion engines, and we are more destructive of the environment as a result. Like it is, it is, it is fucking. I mean, the more you study government, the more you hate it. <laughs> like how? Do, yeah, no, I, I agree. Now you see this. Here's your two hands of government, right? The problem is they've never met. They, they, they all go <laughs> off on their own way and do their own thing. They don't work together. And, and unfortunately, it seems, and I, I've definitely learned this up at City Hall, is it, it, the government employees are the bottom of the barrel. Most of them have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're doing. But but there's a great, great quote I heard on here a couple of weeks ago. They all got a thimble full of power. So they use an abuse yeah, yeah. thimble full of yeah. power going the down the path without regard to reality, common sense, or other stuff. And that's why we are here today. Oh, we all got to go green. It's going to get done by 2037. But you know what? <laughs> we can't build a pipeline that ships oil more efficiently <laughs> doing it by rail and truck. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I don't okay. I just don't get, you know, oh, we're not going to stop they, using they, gas. I don't care what they say. I I don't know if you're dating yourself, and if I am too, by saying that I know what a thimble is. Do kids <laughs> these days know what thimbles are? Is that, because I, I, thimble is the thing you put on your finger to prevent a needle from poking your finger while you're sewing so you can push a needle through fabric. Does that, is that, I mean, clothes are so cheap. I don't think modern parents even know how to sew to no. fix them. Do, do mothers still darn socks by the fire? I don't think that's a thing. That's not, a, do kids know? But if you said a shot glass full of power, they know what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah but, so but, you're, you're like, but you're that's too much. A shot it's glass is too much because they don't have that much power. They've only got that little thimble. Uh, I think of all the power tripping uh, petty tyrants at, at airports and with airlines and, and silly government shit like that, uh, statist airlines and all the TSA agents and thimble full of power sounds really good. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Do, do kids know what a thimble is? Do we have to explain no. that? Uh, no. I am going to date myself. I do have a sewing kit. And every now and then I do pull it out. But I, 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 I can bet you, you go through people's houses, you ain't going to find a needle and thread anywhere. But a thimble, like, so I, I have a sewing, I mean, I'm also like when I was in the Marines, like in the Marine Corps, uh, still, you have to know how to sew up a, a uniform in an emergency. If, it, if, if your uniform, if your, your you know, gear fails. Uh, but we used uh, it, it, dental floss in the field and and you come back and then you throw your shit away and you get new new shit you know um and i don't we never use thimbles like thimbles were like this yeah, weird little luxury but yeah. anyway all right and uh, uh, kids uh, yeah jim freedom kids a thimble is a mini shot class <laughs> there we're good <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a it's jim's watching on twitch. all right jim commenting on twitch that's awesome all right jay one last question i, I want you to touch on this because i don't think we've talked about this enough and it goes with this uh, the, the, this theme of these two great news stories that we're covering today for good news of dementia down um, and and cancer. We'll, we'll see cancer survival up, cancer down, we'll say. Uh, but the title, cancer and dementia down, solar and cannabis up. I mean, aside from not breathing all the fucking smog, I mean, is, 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 are there good studies of like if the world 
entire all of humanity just applied the technology that we have today we had you know all electric cars and solar powered homes how much less pollution would be causing cancer in the air how much less i don't know what is is, is this a thing radiation from high tension power lines shit like that is i can we say like now we can prove it are there good numbers like we need to do this for our health well, I, I would say on the dementia front, two things. First of all, I, I think that headline's missing a little something because it sh- should say dementia rates have been dropping, but it also should also say that the dementia victims seem to be gravitating towards political <laughs> leadership. Okay. I mean, that, 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 that's the second part of that story <laughs> that, 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 that they haven't examined yet. Oh, Joe. Oh, Biden, we can make fun of Trump for being mean, but we can make fun of Biden for being stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Absolutely. But but I think the big reason is, and, and this is how I, I keep trying to tell people how society and technology works, is we've been using increasingly better technologies. Hold on. Absolutely. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one who has that ring. Trust me, in a That's crowd, a great ring. Me. <laughs> it, it, it's like the '70s or '80s arcade kind of deal. So, <laughs> so, so, anyways, we, we've been increasing and improving technology, you know. Because I'll date myself here. I remember acid rain when, when I was growing up. Okay, and that was coming from all the power plants. But well, we don't have acid rain here anymore. I bet you they do in China. Okay, but we don't have acid rain here anymore. So that's doing more than one thing. That's not Mm. only cleaning up the environment, but it's giving us better air to breathe, fewer toxins to take in. Okay, same with gas. They they used to put lead in gasoline. They don't do that anymore. I got to think lead's a pretty Mm. big contributor to dementia. Yeah. So Ah. as as time has gone on, we've been improving our technology. Things are becoming more efficient. We're polluting less. So we're getting less sick. And yes. not only that, I want to say this, and I, I know Kayla really wants me to say this. We aren't <laughs> above-ground nuclear testing anymore, blowing yes. fields of radiation past population centers. Yes, yes. You know? I remember sharing that map uh, early in my activism of how much of the United States has been passed over by multiple nuclear clouds and it goes back to the test sites in new mexico and it's like covers the entire country anyway big k on youtube what about wind power solar is an efficient snow well we are talking to jay nygaard the turbine guy of gogreenenergyonline.com it's right there on the website and there is i we've talked about this before uh if, if you want to know how to get spun up look him up talk to this guy and we have a turbine here uh, that, that, that he helped us install. We are going to be putting the wiring in very soon for it. Um, it, it was soon before winter, for sure. It showed up. <laughs> it's here. Uh, That's important. But yeah, it's, it's, even with that, supply chain issues with Home Depot yeah. for wire right now. And it's like, really? Uh, but yeah, to, to whatever balance we end up striking between wind and solar or sea, uh, Jay Nygaard is known as the turbine guy for his civil disobedience and challenging City Hall with uh, with his turbine at home. Uh, but I, I think it's fair to say we are both fans of using technology to the greatest extent possible to serve humanity. And we're not committed to solar or wind or nuclear or tidal or geothermal or any of that. 
but we it, we are major proponents of this because humanity is suffering because this technology is being held back by government. Exactly, exactly. You know, and the, the thing, someone uh, had a question up there, uh, what's the main ingredient in solar panels? Well, it's silica, okay? And the problem with making solar panels is there's a lot of waste, okay? A lot of dangerous, toxic waste. You know, and now that solar panels have been out there long enough, I've got some of my house in Florida. I'm about to retire and put some different ones up. What do you do with the old ones? Okay, so, you know, they're just starting to recycle mm. them. But that's mm. going to gonna have waste in there, too. You know, the nice yeah. thing about these wind turbines, they are nearly 100% recyclable. That You can yes. build them just like you would yes. anything else industrially. So you aren't producing a lot of toxins or waste to the environment when you're producing them. Okay. So these are truly, even though the turbines cost more than solar kilowatt for kilowatt to put in, these micro wind turbines are the way to go in the future if, if you're worried about uh, pollution during production of the product and pollution during decommissioning. I was pretty excited to think we're on the verge of solar-powered recycling machines that are going to turn all of the waste metal we've already mined into whatever form we wanted it now. Um, one last question here, but I'm going to take this one. It's a bit of a civil disobedience one, Jay. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but Healthy Disrespect for Authority asks... If you live in an area that wants you to get a permit to do solar, is there a way to kind of stealth it? And it's if they're looking, you have to have big panels exposed to the sun. You can put camo netting on them. You can disguise them, but they have to be exposed to the sun to work. If you have the kind of uh, permit inspectors that are looking at that level and using satellite imagery, uh, I, I don't I don't think there's anything better that's going to foolproof it. But I say just do it, you know, yeah. like, I don't know, Jay. You, you got to know how to play their game, okay? Why why not put it on a big movable rack with some big tires so you can move it around the yard? And oh, then so you didn't install it. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's it. So it's not stealthing. It's working around their regulations. See, if you have specific questions, get in touch with Jay. Jay, thank you very much for joining us this morning. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Hey, by the way, want to mention I'm going to be at Freedom Fest leaving uh, next Tuesday to get out there, and we'll be doing a bunch of live streaming from there. So if awesome. people want, yeah, if people want to see some, uh, and, and I'm going to go with a uh, with a self-empowering renewable energy bent. How come we're not empowering people to do it themselves? Why is the government in the way? And that's kind of the theme I want to bring to the conference. Awesome, awesome. They need more of that. Thank you so much. All right, we got to get to some more of these human optimization headlines before we get to our next guest because I'm going to smoke so much weed with Bethany on the air that I won't be able to finish the show. Goodnewsnetwork.org, again, new report finds survival rates are improving improving every year for most of the common cancers in the United States. Yes, overall cancer death rates continue to decline in men and women for all racial and ethnic groups in the U.S., according to the latest annual report to the nation. I don't know what that is. Uh, during the 2001-2018 period, declines uh, in death rates for lung cancer and melanoma declined considerably with a substantial increase in survival rates for metastatic melanoma. The report appearing in Journal of the National Cancer Institute covers the period before the COVID-19 pandemic and reflects good news for 11 of the 19 most common cancers among men and 14 of the 20 most common cancers among women. I mean, this is... Uh, this is incredible. And males decline 1.8% per year. Uh, 
uh, for death rates, 2001-2015, uh, went up to 2.3% during 2015-18. to 18. Uh, Similar for women on that. Um, I, I mean, this is just amazing. The, uh, the authors also reported that cancer death rates continued to decrease among children under 15, and also in young adults 15 to 39, despite an increase in incidence rates from 2001 to 2017. So it's interesting to point that point out that we we're at, there might be more incidents. Now there might be more detection, you know, there's, there's probably overall ways to, to, to tease this out. Um, uh, one of the authors writes or uh, is quoted as saying, I believe we could achieve even further improvements if we address obesity, which has the potential to overtake tobacco use to become the leading modifiable factor associated with cancer. Uh, we actually passed peak obesity in the United States, but if you see an increase in cancer from 21, excuse me, 2001 to 2017, there might be a number of uh, toxicity environmental factors, but there would also be significant factors trending along with the increase in obesity over that time. Yeah, surprise, surprise, obesity trends with cancer with a lot of the shit that you put in your body, a lot of the abuse of your body that you go through in, in, in making yourself obese, but just a lot of the processed foods and bullshit that most of me, I mean, you can, I, I suppose you can get like sumo wrestlers are sort of healthy obese. They eat very, they're high powered athletes and, 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 and very, very serious competitive athletes, but they're fucking obese. Right. And they, they, I, I, they get there by eating noodles. Right. I mean, they're, yeah, like, it's, they're it's stuff, but it's clean food. It's, you know, as opposed to the average American who's eating meat full of antibiotics and hormones and Twinkies and Twizzlers and bullshit and and who knows what else. And uh, don't talk shit about my cosmic brownies, okay? Yeah, right. I will. (laughs) And they were also number one cause of cancer is the federal government. The federal government is a cancer. Is the cancer. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Close though. Yeah, so so the Associated Press uh, device taps brainwaves to help paralyzed man communicate. Yeah, we're there. In a medical first, researchers harnessed the brain waves of a paralyzed man unable to speak and turned what he intended to say into sentences on a computer screen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's some fancy shit. Yeah. Next thing you know, we will all be telepathic. That's where this is going. Goodnewsnetwork.org with another tech advance here very cool paramedics in the uk have a new teammate a robot that does the cpr for them yeah jim that's it just pull up that main headline picture like wow well like scroll down get the, the get the CPR get the junk Terminator. out of the way on top of that seriously no how many how many people every year die because cpr is not administered fast enough or or, or suboptimally you know, there's I mean, no way a human is going to, I mean, maybe a perfectly trained human will have some <laughs> touch that a machine will never replicate, but who gets to practice CPR at that level? Nobody. Who's there no. when they need it? No, fuck that. Put these, get these machines out there like, like uh, AEDs, you know, automatic uh, defibrillator, yeah. defibrillator, AED. What is it? Automatic no. a- emergency defibrillator? Is that, no. I don't know. I read an article once that, that women are whatever. less likely to get saved by CPR <laughs> because the strangers who are not less likely to touch them or they don't want to touch them on their chest. Yeah, there's oh, there's a hesitance no. of I don't want to touch women's boobs. And they are, there was this whole thing wow. done. And, you know, people who need help on the street, women are less likely to receive help. So how do we program this machine to not be afraid of boobs? I That's... think eventually the machine's going to become intimidated by titties. It always 
always happens. It always happens. All right, a couple more quick human optimization stories in a minute before we get to our second wonderful guest today. Also, goodnewsnetwork.org. Smart technology is not making us dumber after all, according to a new study. Despite the headlines, there is no scientific evidence that shows that smartphones and digital technology harm our biological cognitive abilities, says the University of Cincinnati professor Anthony Chimero. And I, to me, as, as, as just a, a, a tech optimist, this, this is uh, reaffirming, um, but that we're looking at this. He says these changes are actually cognitively beneficial, and it makes sense that it, because we are engaging our biological cognitive abilities, right? And we're talking about computers, tablets, smartphones, uh, assist with memorization, calculation, storing information, presenting it when you need it, because our phones can direct us to where we wanna go, can solve math problems with ease, memorize phone numbers, our brains can use that energy for other uses. So there may be some like atrophy effect, but overall it's now my, this this thing in my brain is, is taken out and compartmentalized and it's function like, and I remember, I'm fucking old. I remember what it, kids gather around while crazy Uncle Adam tells his dumb, dumb stories. There once was a time when you had to verbally communicate directions to your home or place of work or to a bar or a restaurant or a movie theater off the top of your head and know how to get somewhere. And someone had to like hear that and remember that. Like, like actually remember how to get sometimes they would uh, let me see i think i have some of these relics here do i have okay they, so you'd be like left at the mcdonald's so this is a pen <laughs> um it's a double tree by hilton uh you might recognize that brand they used to use pens in hotels a lot a lot because they, they all the stuff that's like on your phone all think about all the data behind that it had to be written out by hand so they you take the cap off the pen you got a fancy one like this the cap fits on the back of the pen and you go, whoo, and you can and you chew on it too. Or you can like, you could, you could chew on the couch and you go, you know, like, and then you can use this as a cocaine spoon or a poker or, or, or like for, for a, a pipe for, 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 for weed. You can chew on the end of your pen. You take your teeth like, with it. You could write, you could write on your hand. I got grounded for that shit. Don't do that. Don't do what? that. I got grounded well, for writing on my head. Like my dad did it like that. He's not bad. <laughs> You could cheat on tests by writing on your arm, on your skin, under your clothes. You know, I mean, it was, it was a weird time. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a strange time. You know, we crawled out of the sea, down from the trees to build a civilization, but we didn't have smartphones. Like, it was, uh, yeah, crazy. Now that we have them, if you think about this, the stimulation effect, it, it is actually putting our brains in a, in a different state. Now, there are threats. I'm, I'm not like uh, you know blind to the concept i, I mean cell phone neck like yeah, that's that's a real problem that is eye damage psychological impact by conditioning propaganda exposure to advertisement social media bullshit hey daily porter triple i had the best time. we had we had okay remember? so <laughs> berries uh no we were phone books like we used to have maps as big as phone books oh you guys don't know what phone Phone books. Okay, so uh, this is a whole other show. Ancient show. technology <laughs> from one generation ago. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. A couple quick stories. AI is not just a threat; it is saving our lives. Seoul, as in Seoul, South Korea, is using AI to prevent suicide attempts on bridges. 
Cameras attached to stoplights and other posts on bridges and so on aren't there to tell if you're speeding. They're doing a much more important job, a life-saving job. Yeah. Sort of undeniable. But how what's the, how quick can the response be when you see somebody up there? I, I had to imagine. And how how good is the response? Are you sending guys with guns or are you send in like trained psychiatric experts? If the system thinks there's a risk, it will immediately alert local rescue teams. Suicide is a major problem in South Korea, and the rates there are higher than in other well-developed countries. Furthermore, it can be extremely difficult for even trained surveillance teams to deduce whether a person is simply being pensive while enjoying the view from one of Seoul's 27 bridges. So it's it, it's this, uh, Kim Hyung-gil in charge of the Uido Water Rescue Brigade said, we believe the new CCTV. Uh, it's closed circuit television. Remember televisions? Uh, we'll enable our crews to detect the cases a bit faster and help us head to a call more promptly. So yeah, I, I mean this is this is one step, but I think it's worth pointing out. I think it's cool because it's it's AI doing something where it's like it's actually assisting humans analyzing human behavior to intervene in a potential suicide. Like that, that's progress. Pretty cool. Progress. Um, yeah, so we have some high tech stuff, and uh, what, what we have some what uh, some justice news. Former Jackson County deputy sentenced to twelve plus years in prison for planting drugs at traffic stops. Maybe Bethany wants to comment on that. We're going to get to that and more after our next guest, and we are very excited today to bring up Bethany Hill, having worked with her in Mississippi this past weekend. Bethany Hill. Describes herself as a cannabis refugee. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. crazy stories about that coming out of Mississippi now. Stories from Prohibition Territory. She's a patient, a patient advocate. And, and most importantly right now, uh, she is on the board of We Are the 74 nonprofit. We'll, we'll get to the story behind all that. She's also ambassador to the National Women's Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. Like, that's that's a thing now. Like, yes, we are getting, yes, the, the industry is there. Uh, her, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, just amazing to see it blossom like this. Her podcast is launching with Marcus Dupree called 4th and 22nd, which will be a regular guest once a week. Um, but also Mississippi Cannabis News Network launching August 1st. So, Bethany, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on. Um, so much we could talk about with the good news, but I, I really want you to start with, uh, you know, your story as it pertains to what's going on in Mississippi right now, Prop 65, and how that gave birth to We Are the 74. Okay. Thank you. And uh, I want to apologize ahead of time for my Verizon service. <laughs> um, for some reason, over the last couple of months, um, it's been impossible to get basic service where I live. Um, so I apologize. Um, so I kind of was a sickly kid, but until my early 20s, um, until I went through a horrible event while I was at Ole Miss, um, my body basically just kind of started dying on me. And they couldn't figure out why. Um, so throughout different times in my life, I had been diagnosed with different conditions. At 15, I was told I wouldn't be able to have children um, because of endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And then I also have a form of endometriosis that grows in my uterine walls, which means I, it's just there, scar tissue to cause pain. There's nothing I can do but a hysterectomy. So all these things mm. happen and no one ever connected all the dots that I had a condition called fibromyalgia. 
Now, mm. when, yeah, when I was at Ole Miss, um, I started having chronic migraines. I had migraines for two months straight. Um, my glucose levels were off the charts. They weren't making sense. I had to wear a glucose monitor in my stomach for a total of six days, just monitoring why it was shooting up and down. Couldn't find a connection. Um, basically I was a walking medical anomaly and, um, mm. I, I've actually almost died like eight times. <laughs> um, I have a total of 20, 27 <laughs> medical conditions. Now, this is kind of taking a little bit of a pause because we're, we're going to get to the political stuff. And, and it is in Mississippi really brutal. And, and what led you to be a refugee and, and now an activist? But for the people with penises in the audience, can you explain endometriosis? Because <laughs> most women are at least vaguely familiar. Women, women parts work differently than you know girl parts and boy parts. And I know this might be a bit of a sidebar. But just as a, as a, as a can, as, well, first of all, the, the vaccines going on right now, um, there's a lot of concern with even the mRNA and clotting side effects, potentially affecting women around people who have taken the vaccine, not even that. I know it's a big sidebar. If you have any insight on that, I'd love to hear it. But especially then as a cannabis advocate, as a woman who's experienced endometriosis, I would think for a number of women in the audience right now that uh, just a quick sidebar, could, does cannabis have anything to do with uh, with helping lady problems? Yes, actually. So basically, uh, when you use cannabis, what happens in the body, um, the simplest way I can kind of put it is you have these receptors in your body called the CB1 and CB2 receptors. They're part of a signaling system called the endocannabinoid system. Now, due to disease, environmental factors, diet, things like that, your body cannot produce enough of these endocannabinoids that it needs. So you can actually supplement the body with phytocannabinoids found in cannabis, black pepper, chocolate, and these things will actually bond to these same receptors throughout the brain and immune system, and they start healing your body all over. It brings the body back to what's called chocolate. homeostasis, which is balance. So chocolate. if you're chocolate. Bring your ladies chocolate. I, 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 chocolate if you can't, is so If you medicinal. can't bring them cannabis, bring them bring chocolate. No, so uh, uh, Bethany, sorry to interject with that. Uh, okay. but I wanted to I want to make a side a, a note on this that there was something I learned relatively recently. I think it was talking. Wasn't it talking to you last weekend that I oh, that I sort of gained a better? We, we you gave me the history lesson, or sort of pointed out the the. Um, it, it's more of an anthropology, human evolutionary naturalist dietary history lesson. That the reason humans have an endocannabinoid system, cannabinoid system, is that we evolved alongside a lot of cannabinoids in nature, and particularly the cannabis plant, not just these sort of uh, weaker or narrower banded alternatives in terms of you know the spectrum of nutrients that you get from chocolate and and, and the, the other sources of phytocannabinoids, but that that cannabis used to have. Uh, uh, even even before Sensimia developed in Mexico in the 80s and the, the, the psychoactive thing, like the psychoactive use of cannabis is is, is a relatively modern phenomenon compared to... It's the, a rediscovery. Well, well, no, because we didn't have... Well, first of all, we didn't have... 
I think. I'm, well, no, see, I want now. I want to argue. You know, GI Mary Jane's in studio with us. I wanted to argue like we didn't have the growing understanding of. of I think we did. But now and I'm thinking, I like think hanging gardens of Babylon and yeah. aqueducts in Rome and 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 with with you, you know compost teas. I'm maybe maybe here. we were able to do like ancient yes. hydroponic cannabis. Maybe that was it. Okay, we didn't have, we didn't have grow lights. We didn't have grow lights. They have found remnants of THC in ancient pottery. Yes, but we okay, but we didn't have grow lights. My point is that this is that that yeah, when there are a lot of cannabis illegal <laughs> globally. Hold on. How not. awesome historically is cannabis? This awesome or this awesome? Let's debate. Um <laughs> but the, the the point being I think that that even even in our diets, right? Hemp seeds. Just the the leaves as as lettuce, uh, even and, and and other food products was such a common thing that that we evolved to benefit from and is therefore actually essential to our health. I would argue that now rediscovering in in within the psychological and medical is almost scratching the surface compared to the overall health benefits from fully incorporating the cannabis plant in our lives. Okay, back to you. You have some more intelligence to say, I'm sure. No, no, you're good. Um, my phone kind of froze. Can you guys hear me? You're good. Okay, uh, great. Back, back to back, back to you, endometriosis. <laughs> uh, thoughts about vaccine clotting? Any of that before we get to uh, Prop sixty five? Yeah, I believe actually a lot of pharmaceuticals can cause a lot of these conditions to be um, more dangerous than we realize. Uh, for instance, uh, birth control, um, you know, that yeah. causes so many issues in and of itself. Um, I actually can't even take birth control to help with my endometriosis because um, it causes my psoriasis to break out all over my body. Uh, I moved to Portland with 40 percent of my body covered in psoriasis. Um, so all of these things in my body, um, we found um, just rejection over and over again from um, digestive medicines to seizure medications to migraine medications, all of these different things. My body did not respond to these pharmaceuticals and indeed it just ended up making me sicker. So I went into the hospital for a week. Um, I came out. I was on nine prescriptions and I was 23. They pretty much said, you're going to be disabled. Um, you'll be lucky if you're not bedridden by your 30s. Um, you'll be lucky to make it to your 40s. My dad died in his mid 40s. Um, mm. The list just goes on and on. So, of course, you just want to give up. And um, I had just started dating my husband and uh, he suggested that I try cannabis. And uh, I stopped all nine medications when I got out of the hospital against all doctor's orders. Um, and uh, within a year, mm. I was, my life was back. Not only that, within a couple of years, I was healthier than I had ever been in my entire life. And mm. um, we sold everything we could, packed our car with what we could fit in there and left for Portland and arrived with $500 to our name. Mm. Mm. And within a year of being out there and on high grade cannabis, I was pregnant. <laughs> wow. Now, now hold on. I want to, I want to get to some, some practical advice as you say on cannabis. What would you, what did, what were your specific methodologies of consumption and, and for people with similar challenges uh, or women in particular with, with uh, reproductive issues, perhaps, um, what what would you recommend for exploring in terms of administration? I think, I, by the way, I was just quick sidebar. It's pretty fucked up that we're asking 
Bethany activist for this kind of practical advice instead of it being common knowledge. Uh, I, I hope she's just lost her video and is still with us from audio. But uh, yeah. all right, excellent. So so go ahead, Bethany. I can nope, uh, now we lost her. All right, well, while we're waiting for her to reconnect, uh, this is this is really important. Ten fifty four says, "Me as a kid, I wish chocolate and weed were good for us." We know. No, and Hi. and and actually, um, chocolate in most consumable forms is bad for you because it's full of <laughs> it's very little practical cocoa, and it's yeah, yes. Yeah, Joey's like, no, I want my fucking sugar. No, 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 no. Okay, Bethany, sorry, back to you, please. <laughs> You're good. Um, so endometriosis is where the uterine lining actually um, begins to overgrow, and um, it is um, an autoimmune disease that can um, cause all of this, um, what would normally just be shed during the regular monthly cycle. Um, it's an overproduction. It can grow in other places. Um, typically, surgery is one of the um, things that they recommend to kind of, um, it's called a DNC. They kind of clean you out and... Um, other things they recommend is um, trying to have children early uh, because of fertility. Now, hold on. DNC, do, do you, we got to explain DNC for the penises here too. Uh, dilation and cutilage, I believe, something is that, uh, and, and it means to dilate the vagina. It's it's uh, and cutilage is a, a obscure medical term for scraping. It is not. It, it's not it, a fun it, time. Guys, not a good when, time. when women compare childbirth to like what pulling your your lip over the back of your head or your whatever your you know it's, it's this this is like yeah respect for women maintaining lady bits like this is dnc some serious shit don't gloss guys. over that dear <laughs> and i mean i had a cyst rupture and i got an oh. infection and by the time i got to the emergency room two days later i couldn't walk and oh, they gave they started pumping in painkillers, which I can't tolerate. Um, I'm, last thing I remember is yelling at them because I just found out they put morphine on top of three shots of Dilaudid. Um, oh, my God. Or Demerol. One of the one of the bad ones. I can't take any of them, so I don't Ooh. really know. Um, so oh. they ended up having to put me in the hospital because I was literally having allergic reactions clawing my skin. I woke up basically in the hospital the next day, not knowing that I had screamed, yelled, fought to get out of there. All of this crazy, crazy stuff. I didn't remember any of it. I basically blacked out and woke up the next day. But yeah. it had been like this crazy event. I didn't remember any of it. All I knew is I had open wounds from head to toe where I had clawed myself. Um, oh. And that's how painkillers do me. And I have a pain disease. Oh. And yeah. you'll notice like my top five conditions, the main thing is pain. Pain, pain, mm. pain. <laughs> and I can't tolerate any of that stuff. So cannabis, when I say it saved my life, it saves it every day because I would be mm. stuck in a bed now if it wasn't for that. I mean, I was 23 when they said that was going to happen and I'm about to be 37. Um, I still work. I worked in recycling in Portland for seven years. So um, I'm actually a huge fan of Garbage Warrior. I've been studying natural home building yes. for 15 years. Yes. Um, Garbage Warrior is the, is Garbage the Warrior. Of the <laughs> Mike Reynolds' nickname, the man behind the Earthship concept. Yes. yes. And Earth Bags, Cal Earth. I mean, I've been studying that yes. for years. I really think that hempcrete, um, taking trash to treasure, I really think these things are going to revolutionize humanity. 
And I, I just feel like with what's going on right now is everybody's worried about the slaves of yesterday, but not the slaves of tomorrow, which is our children. And um, nobody's fighting for that. Um, we're bending over and just allowing people to steal from us and take from us as a society. And I mean, this is it, it's criminal in so many different ways. And we're we're making jokes about it on the news, you know, at Steen and whatnot. This is ridiculous. Uh, is this the world we're building for our children? Like, it's baffling that I had to leave and go 3,000 miles away to get proper health care. Mississippi is well, last on. in health care. Oh, hold on. I want to come back to that to set up the 65 <laughs> story. Uh, but, yeah, hey, if you can't laugh at yourself, you know, exactly. enjoy the decline, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I want, I want to get down. I, I, in, case, in case anybody missed it, though, I want, I want you to give it, like, in, in real simple practical advice like I started smoking whole flour, I started using edibles, I started using CBD, um, to, to because there is no, uh, or, or or what would you recommend as a guide? Is are, are there websites or or services or, or doctors whose work you would you would recommend who, who are talking about this? But for 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 you know, especially women in the audience who who just were like, I smoked weed. It didn't cure my endometriosis. What do I do? You know, like, well, what do you try different strains? You know, what, what, what eat hemp seeds or, or time it with your chocolate consumption of that. Part <laughs> of the month. I don't know. Uh, but really please for, for, for the people in our audience who need it, give, give us the brass tax advice. So my stance has always been, and I've actually worked with a couple CBD companies since moving back um, a few years ago as a cannabis consultant. And I always explain it to people like this. You're starting a therapy, a CBD therapy, a cannabis therapy, if you have full legalization in your state. Um, and everybody's ECS is as different as their fingerprint. What works for me is not going to work for you. Where the um, study comes in is microdosing for your body. Take a health journal. Write down what works for you. Okay, I smoked a bowl of this strain. Um, research mm. strains on mm. um, different sites like Leafly and stuff. They'll tell you about the effects. I know that um, when I was at my dispensary when I lived out west, I would go in looking for a hybrid 60-40 sativa high. And that after all of my smoking, I had realized that that's what I've had the best results out of. Um, mm. So it's all about microdosing different venues. Now, I have a friend who loves edibles. That's her ticket. That's what she likes. I have um, someone who just does topicals. So mm -hmm. um, everybody kind of does what works for them. Um, but now um, specifically edibles can kind of come and bite you in the ass if you're not careful. So um, I always recommend microdosing to you find out your limit because um, you want you don't want to overdo it. Um, why spend thousands of dollars a month when you can get your medicine for 30? Um, it's just not it's not feasible to spend that kind of money if you don't need it. That's a good um, point. I think, I think I've come to that conclusion for myself. I love the answer. Your answer is basically experiment and be methodological, methodological, whatever. Methodical. methodical. <laughs> yeah, that's thank you. Thank you. Uh, methodical, be very methodical about it. Keep records. And especially if you have uh, a specific health challenge that you're trying to address, then, then experimenting and, and keeping records seems like a very important part of that methodologicalness Methodology. uh, so. <laughs> but i mean i also pump in cannabinoids as much as possible um i yeah. do edibles inhalants topicals um i have psoriasis psoriatic arthritis so obviously topicals are a huge thing for me um 
then an inhalant seemed to work the fastest for my instant relief for the neuropathy, um, the, the fibromyalgia pain that I get all over the trigger spots and things like that. Um, first thing in the morning, cannabis and coffee. That's how I start my day. Um, and then I can supplement throughout the day, maybe with a CBD lollipop or something like that. But typically I've found that if I smoke an eighth a day, um, throughout the day, spread out throughout the day, I have the best experience that day, the best health, um, the best energy. Yeah. I I just want to say, yeah, on my, on on my own count, I think I've done that less methodological that that uh, but no, I've I've realized that that for myself, optimal usage is is sipping throughout the day, and and I it wasn't until recently I was like, oh, I I microdose cannabis, like that's that's really more what I and it's like I take a hit and it's fun, I enjoy. It. There's a nice little brush buzz, and I'm I'm a, I'm a lightweight. It doesn't take much for me. You know, I can take two hits and be like woo, and it's like woo for a minute or two and then it's down to like microdose level and i'm just most of the time i'm like moderated i really like i love driving and just carrying a chillum and sipping you know one hit every 15 minutes even and it's like super low dose so just be open to different options for yourself now bethany you were living in portland and as i understand it you came back to Mississippi because of Prop 65, because there was a legit functional medical cannabis bill that the government of Mississippi allowed to be put to the voters in Mississippi, and 74% of the people in Mississippi voted for it, and you were so excited to say, yes, thank goodness I can come home, because Mississippi is your home state. It's no I longer- I home already. Prohibition territory. So then what? Austin Calhoun, um, our president, the one that you met with us that spoke, he came home specifically when 65 passed. He's only been home like 10 days before the Supreme Court announced um, um, that they were overthrowing it. I had came back. Um, My mother-in-law got Lewy body dementia. And so she went downhill really fast. And we had to up and leave Portland in 20 days. And I... The only reason I was able to even get back to a healthy living when I first got back was because of Farm Bill 2018. If they hadn't passed and legalized hemp products, then I, it might not have been an option for me at all. So we moved home and took care of her for three months with my father-in-law um, while she was on hospice. And then we decided that we wanted to stay and I had even kind of kept my cannabis use in Portland a secret from a lot of people because I didn't want to be mm. judged. I was still brainwashed that it was wrong in so many ways. And I thought that they would think I wasn't a good worker or that I was just some drug head. Um, so when I moved back and I got sick all over again without it, and I realized I was just going to, I was going to die all over again. Like this was horrible. Um, I devoted everything to saying I'm a cannabis user. I use it every day. I'm a criminal. I'm the people that that, you know, you don't want to throw in handcuffs. I'm just a normal person who wants to have a normal life. And um, pharmaceuticals aren't even an option for me. So you're telling me choose death or cannabis. Well, I chose. Mm-hmm. I also could have just chose a paycheck since 23. I didn't. I fought yeah. to have a normal life and I worked and I paid taxes and I moved away from everyone I knew and loved 
just to save my life. I gave up everything. So the opportunity to come back here and then to find out there was initiative 65 getting put on, um, out there and we were collecting signatures. I was working with all these great people. I became one of the biggest activists in the state in this area. There were like 12 of us at the time that were working together. Um, it was um, when David Singletary was running for governor as well. So there was a lot of talk about cannabis and I stopped lying. Basically, I started being very public and making lots of public videos, educationals. Um, I had an opportunity to work with a couple of CBD companies that allowed me to grow and educate myself. Um, and they really have pushed me even now to keep foot fighting for cannabis. And they know that I'm fighting for their stores and the people that still work for them um, so that they can continue growing. But I mean, I've, I've fought for this for years in this state. I came back and I refuse to leave again. I refuse. They can't take my home away from me. My child mm. to come home and have her fifth birthday here. She was never supposed to exist. And without cannabis, she probably wouldn't. I was in labor for 62 hours with them trying mm. to induce me. Mm. I went through four rounds of Pitocin and a Foley bulb procedure, which is basically like they put a balloon in you and stretch you open. Mm. I didn't even have a Tylenol during those procedures. Oh. I, it, cannabis. Cannabis. I was smiling. I was happy. My baby was fine. Oh. She was wonderful. Now, when they ended up having to take her via C-section, um, Obviously, it was a scary thing. I was a very high-risk pregnancy. I had to see high-risk doctors and my regular doctor. They all kept me on cannabis. They saw the results. My neurologist, all of them worked together in the same hospital. And um, so I go in for the C-section, and there are three doctors, six nurses, and two anesthesiologists. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's scary. And I did almost bleed out during my C-section. It was very dangerous and I was losing consciousness during it. Um, it was very scary. They were trying to keep me awake, um, but she came out and she was perfect. But due to all the medications that they had to give me during the C-section, um, I puked for 24 hours straight every time I moved my head. So I, I want to go back to the current fight in Mississippi because this is this is obscene, not just okay. because it's experiences like yours that they uh, the the people who keep prohibition going are blind to uh but specifically prop 65 74 percent of the people of mississippi voted for it and the supreme court said fuck you we're not even going to acknowledge this am, am i is that is that right i mean it, where's the outrage is this or, or, so there was a loophole There was a loophole, actually. So um, in 1992, we actually got our ballot initiative process back. So um, it operated. You know, we've done voter ID, eminent domain, different things with that with our initiative process. Um, In 2000, with the 2000 census, it actually changed our congressional districts from five to four. And they are still using some of the old congressional districts to do different things like um, judges, different things like that. And um, a mayor in Madison County um, actually sued that we collected all of our signatures um, um, by using the old, the wrong congressional districts, which made it invalid. And the Supreme mm. Court um, accepted that, even though they're still currently using the same system to operate our state as we speak. Um, 
So mm-hmm. you have some legislators right now that are trying to, um, there's a bill that's supposed to come out in the next couple of weeks um, by Senator Blackwell. Um, and it's supposed to um, mirror 65. Um, and hopefully, um, from what we're hearing, um, most of the legislators are very receptive of fixing this problem because so many people did speak. Um, but we had a lot of fights. Um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about uh, 65A. Um, so once 65 was clear it was going to make it to um, the election uh, for the ballot, they put out 65 alternative. So basically it was um, a way for them to steal 65 for us, the exact initiative that we had stolen. And I can actually send you pictures of how they tried to trip us up. They made one question where you actually had to say if you wanted a medical marijuana program. And then the next line was picking your program. And I'm oversimplifying it right now because that's how I explained it to everybody um, during the election. Um, Was that simply what they're trying to do? But they were trying to confuse people. Oh, it was ridiculous. And then you had um, Mm. House Bill 2765 that came out. So all these different things where we were being fought specifically on what we had used our ballot initiative program to get. And regardless of the congressional districts, it was quite clear (laughs) Mississippi wanted a medical program. I mean, the federal government has been growing their cannabis in our backyard at the University of Mississippi for 50 years. And we can't have it. I remember remember interviewing, uh, I think it was Jim Rosenthal, like on, on my show, Adam versus the man on RT in 2011. And he was talking about the, that he got these metal tins of government joints and they were so shitty. He had to break them apart and just process them into edibles and then smoke his own shit. Uh, but no, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, it's such a powerful glaring example of government deliberately working against the will of the people. And, and, and cannabis prohibition, I mean, all forms of prohibition uh, have been great examples of this already. But now, in 2021, in the age of the Internet, I want to scream this story of We Are the 74 from the rooftops of the world to say, this is what governments do. And if, if you can stand up in Mississippi and be successful and say no, we're putting our foot down. The will of the people will stand. There is the potential for people all over the world to see that, to be motivated by that, to be inspired. I mean, first from Mississippi to the United States to the world to say no. If you are going to govern, it must be with the consent of the governed. And you do not have our consent when you are standing deliberately, clearly against the will of the people. Uh, tell me there's there's some better hope for for this, not just for, for Mississippi, but uh, possibly serving as a bigger example. Oh, absolutely. And I have no intention of stopping, actually. Um, I'm honored to be part of the 74. Uh, within 24 hours of the Supreme Court announcement, I was already in contact with Donnie and Zach and Teresa. And we were, we were fi- like, OK, what do we got to do? How do we fix this? And um I have no intention of stopping. I'm sick of being a criminal. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the misinformation. I'm sick of them lying, saying cannabis has no medicinal benefit. I mean, the history of it, you touched on that. I mean, our own Declaration of Independence is on hemp paper. In Jamestown, it was illegal for you not to grow hemp. 
Um, I mean, this is our history. A hundred years ago, everybody's cough syrup had cannabis in it. I mean, come on. Um, also, our Coca-Cola had Coke in it. But, you know, neither of this or that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is we're being lied to. I mean, cannabis was actually listed in the U.S. pharmacopoeia in the mid-1800s. Um, not to mention, like, the mid-1500s, they found out that if you administered hemp juice through the nasal cavity, you could help epileptic uh, seizures in pediatric patients. It's the 1500s. We are living a hundred-year drug-on-war propaganda bullshit storm. And excuse my terminology, but there's, there's no other way to explain it. It's a nothing but a BS cloud that they have draped over us for a hundred years of misinformation, lies, and propaganda. And we're not fooled anymore. In the age of the internet, if you choose to be ignorant, we will call you out on it. Yes. Yes. No, I, I, I really appreciate you pointing that out, that not only is this uh, a step backwards, but a prevention of a step forwards of humanity being able to be healthy. To manage our minds in, in, in a healthy way, to use drugs for, I mean, and for cannabis, it's sort of like all these other side effects of just losing you know, it as a treatment where for, for seizure kids, you know, like just the CBD stuff, or even as another painkiller because of the pharmaceutical industry. But it seems like there's something else, you know, even even bigger and and, and deeper, and, and and perhaps this is is, is maybe me being too conspiracy minded but the incentive seems obvious that those, those who would keep us down keep us oppressed and exploited would have an interest in us limiting our ability to be mentally healthy and to, to engineer our minds to to experiment oh, with our consciousness and to realize that we don't need them oh exactly in a world of cannabis you cannot create a slave generation it's impossible um it has uh, I mean, it's 55,000 plus uses from hemp plastics that are biodegradable to um, health, obviously, uh, but also paper. You know, you're looking at something that's sustainable. It also, when you plant hemp, it heals the soil. I mean, if you're looking to save the environment and you're not looking at cannabis, then you're extremely lost. All right. Uh Bethany, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out in Mississippi. Uh, how can people support what you've got going on with We Are the 74? Um, we've got a rally coming up on, I believe we're going to shoot for August 7th. Um, please like, follow, and share all of our content. We're always putting out educational stuff um, that explain um, not only legislation, but basic um, why we wanted cannabis in the first place. Um, but we are trying to educate um, just support however you can talk to everyone you can about cannabis and why it's so important and how important the voice of Mississippi people. Um, this is criminal We have fighting back. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Bethany. I apologize for my audio failing at the end here. We're gonna we're gonna say goodbye and, and, and work on that. Bethany, please keep up the great work. Thank right. you so much. Happy guys. So I don't know if this is, was this T-Mobile failing us now? We're going we're gonna to get it.
Hey, musical interlude going on, everybody. You know how we do on Fridays at Adam versus the man. I'm just going to put the smoke weed on there, but I don't even know There you go, guys. Musical interlude. Welcome back. Camera two. Take three. Well, all right. Uh, yeah. Back on my S21. What was that? Was that just like the last couple minutes? Jim just probably just got the message from Jim. It was only a minute ago. Literally a minute ago. Uh, it was like, what, Jim, three to five minutes? It was more about her during that time, I hope, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I talked. Right. Sometimes I talk too much during interviews. Yeah. Especially when I'm passionate about things. Uh, but yeah, Bethany's great. I hope that was uh, a, a, a practical interview as well. For uh, for women, because I, I think that's, I mean, I obviously I'm being sexist, uh, you know, uh, uh, in a loving, appropriate way. I hope, but that women seem to be, uh, well, no, I know for a fact women are hugely disadvantaged by the modern medical industry. I mean, there have been studies on this. Like at Joey, like the thing about the CPR. Like I thought I was pretty woke to this. I didn't even like I didn't even know that one. Um, but yeah, I, re I remember studying this and at least coming to accept that, uh, you know, a the, the modern medical industry as dominated by men, surprise, surprise, reflects a gender bias where women are hugely disadvantaged in, in a lot of very specific measurable ways in modern medicine. And so um, I, I hope I'm, I'm not being patronizing and saying uh, I especially encourage women to one uh, become more dominant in the medical industry in order to better serve other women. I think, I think that's is, Joey, is that fair? As a person with a vagina on, on the other side of the studio, uh, is that I mean that that, that we should that, that be better for humanity, be better for women, if if women had more role in serving other women. Totally. As a man, I want to. I'm more inclined to be trained by a male doctor. I want. I. I, I like. Totally. And, and I, I, I should I should be able to have Whoa. I should be able to express that preference, right? And it makes you sense can. that generally speaking men will have better outcomes with male doctors and women more importantly at this point will have better outcomes with women doctors we need more women doctors there, there ought to be a population balance reflected in the the gender balance of healthcare providers and historically and so, and historically women weren't allowed in the medical field or the science field so, so I, I don't know where we are with the numbers right now but as far as i understand it women are still catching up i would say so yeah so I take that as a call if you're if you're if you're a young woman and if they're catching up there's no research books on this stuff yet yeah. like they have to be the ones to pioneer and and do that and that's got to be difficult when you're actually not making and, as much money as your male counterpart and especially right now and not and it's it's not just official medicine but women I think just just by their biological role as mothers traditionally have a stronger tradition of alternative medicine practices of being the medicine woman the local healer yeah, the like your mom witches you know, you know, just moms know how to take care of kids better than dads in some ways right and, and and a lot of that is is home remedies and medicine and 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 food you know and and healing with food and and i think for women even who don't go to that level or to anywhere along that spectrum of being more conscientious about your health but even as an individual woman managing your own health issues to acknowledge that men have been fucking with women for years 
right? Healthy disrespect women that want to practice medicine. We're called witches for a long time. Then herbalists. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think yeah, there was a period. There was a period, and there there always has been um, some resistance by the patriarchy, for lack of a better term, right? Um, to to women's medicine taking on too much power. But I, I would I would wager for most of human history that it's been generally celebrated. It's more, more celebration and appreciation for mothers and medicine women than I, condemnation you know, of witches. If, in, 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 the, in the overall balance, you have midwives, was uh, it doulas? Been legal and illegal right. in different cultures throughout history. Yeah. But, but women have always administered other care to other women during childbirth, menopause, going through their period for the first time, all these, all these lady things that, yeah, the male doctors at the time just couldn't do. And it wasn't women doctors doing it, it was just. Other women, they're like, yeah, I've done this before, and I watched my sister do it, and I've got some kind of grasp and understanding of, you know, how to do things with vaginas because we all have them. And then you go to the other far end of the horrific spectrum to women's circumcision, and it's not women, I don't believe, cutting off other women's clits. I don't think ladies do that to each other. No. Uh, yes, and that is some cruel dark ages shit uh, that is that is still. Uh, well, I think it's we're doing it's, better. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a what is it? Is, I remember when I when I looked into female circumcision, like uh, I was considering it for myself. No, I didn't not looking into it. Like no, but when I was like, I need to be informed on this topic. It was it was still like a very limited practice in some like remote Muslim communities in Africa, and more like a free thing. Like, have we stamped it out yet? Is it done? Are we done cutting off so. girls' clits? I hope so. I We're so. close. Um, male circumcision. That's a topic for a whole other show. If we're gonna tell dick jokes, it's right. gonna take I two have hours. I like an overwhelming guilt about that. I'm just, I don't know if other moms feel the same. Yeah, see, that's why so we're not getting into this. Back to the good news. Bigthink.com. We got some cool mind expanding stories today. There is no dark matter. Instead, information has mass. Physicist says this. Crazy, right? Researchers have been trying for over sixty years to detect dark matter. There are many theories about it, but none are supported by evidence. <laughs> the mass energy information equivalence principle combines several theories to offer an alternative to dark matter. Yeah, I wish we had time to really get into this one. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to refer you again to our notes, t.me slash Adam versus the man. Uh, this is just, I mean, it's really cool that, uh, that, 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 this is this is this is where we're at with physics right now, like dark matter versus information. Um, so uh, the fifth state of matter, skipping ahead to the end of the story, to measure the mass of digital information. We haven't solved the government problem and we're on this already. All right. You start with an empty data storage device. Next, you measure its total mass with a highly sensitive measuring apparatus. Then you fill it and determine its mass. Next, you erase one file and evaluate it again. The trouble is the ultra-accurate mass measurement device the paper describes doesn't exist yet. This yes. would be an interferometer, interferometer, something similar to a LIGO, or perhaps an ultra-sensitive weighing machine akin to a kibble balance. I don't know what most of those things are either. Uh, Vopsen, guy working on this, says, uh, quoted, 
Currently, I am in the process of applying for a small grant with the main objective of designing such an experiment, followed by calculations to check if detection of these small mass changes is even possible. Assuming the grant is successful and the estimates are positive, then a larger international consortium could be formed to undertake the construction of the instrument. This is not a workbench laboratory experiment, and it would most likely be a large and costly facility. If eventually proved correct, Bobson will have discovered the fifth form of matter. So what's the connection to dark matter? The number of bits of information that the visible universe would contain uh, to make up all the missing dark matter. It appears that my estimates of information bit content of the universe are very close to his estimates. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool or more pro? Oh, well, we have a comment from Empty Matter on Twitch. There's only, <laughs> there's only Empty Matter. <laughs> I'll see what you did there. All right. Uh, ResonanceScience.org. Acoustic tractor beam can grab objects from behind obstacles. What? That is just what? No, no, no. Remember, remember I said we're all about to become wizards? See, remember. You're going to say that telepathically already. So like Whatever, whatever <laughs> this is. What all of these technologies you will eventually be able to control with a computer attached to your brain. Remember, we covered that in the human optimization part of the show earlier today. The first where they took they took brain signals and turned them on, onto sentences on a screen. That means they can also be turned into robot commands, device commands, and whatever. So yeah, sound bender, dynamic acoustic control. <laughs> Behind obstacles, Jim is just going to play this random, real, it's not random, this is the actual explanation. Really, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to understand this. Uh, an acoustic tractor beam that can bend sound around an obstacle to levitate an object on the other side has been created by researchers in the UK, dubbed Soundbender. The device combines an ultrasound transducer array with an acoustic metamaterial. The Lego guy, I love him. Now, I, I remember covering this uh, years ago when, when, when there were earlier experiments with using sound waves Dude, to levitate objects. And it makes sense, like right? UFOs I saw in freaking Boulder. I'm not even going to. It is. It's just government. But maybe that, maybe, oh, I didn't make that connection. Maybe this is how they're doing the UFOs with the weird movements. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that would explain, oh, sound bursts. Um, maybe, maybe they're propelled by some electromagnetic thing that gives them the speed and, and, and velocity, et cetera. But the, 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 oh, that turns in a way that we can't explain. Therefore, it's an alien technology. Sound bursts. Uh, it's really exciting to see that the, the, you talk about, oh, fifth state of matter, uh, a whole other mechanical realm opening up that makes everything else that humanity has done up to this point look primitive. Jay Lee Porter, these science stories sound related to smoking pot, lol. No, no, but no, 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 like they, they were discovered. Have you ever smoking pot? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you re ever read awesome stories about science? On weed. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, and, and I, I love that picture you got up there right now, Jim. It's the, the two researchers like geeking out, looking at this little Lego man. They're like, oh, yeah. Yes, Look but and now it, it's, it's so, uh, but, but now they can, 
bend the sound around other objects. Um, Gianluca Mamoli uh, quoted in the story said, if we start thinking of sound like light, imagination becomes the limit. Yeah. You're going to see some crazy shit. So I don't ride motorcycles anymore. I want to live to the point where we're all fucking wizards. That's that's what this is coming to. We're fucking wizards, or we are wizards. We are wizards. Okay. We can fuck each other and then be fucking wizards. We're I mean, we already are. Like we already wizards. are. Like stop and appreciate. Like your brain evolved to be attracted to a version of your partner from hundreds of years ago, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago. To the dudes in the audience, a woman who had never taken a shower, a woman who had never used a tampon or perfume or a comb. That's what you first evolved to be attracted to. Compared to that, you're fucking a wizard. Okay? Like modern humans and women. Look at the men. You 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 evolved to be attracted to a hairy fucking ape. Who was a perpetual rapist, probably. Historically, yeah. yeah. Who you would be lucky if he brought home enough food to feed you and your kids. And you would be completely dependent upon him. Compared to what your man is able to deliver today. Or what you are able to deliver to yourself. Making your man useless in that sense, right? We have to acknowledge that evolutionary factor in all this as well. And it, it makes you appreciate, like, what what is it that women are capable of that men aren't in making babies? And what is it that men are capable of that women aren't in perhaps driving humanity forward and exploring and putting our lives on the line? And the different human will that is represented by the divine male in a way that the motherly divine female represents something else. Because it is no longer our physical advantage as men. No, not really. I mean, it waning, maybe, maybe, but yeah, we, sorry guys, you fucked up and invented the internal combustion engine. And since then women have been able to get around without us, without our muscle. They don't like, yeah, way to go. You ruined it. Uh, But no, like that's the positive evolutionary function of intelligent life that, that we ruin whatever, or we, we, we factor out whatever that essential advantage is and, and what is revealed is something deeper, something something far more inherently masculine, inherently feminine in those roles when we defeat or come to master our basic biology and our crude material needs. Livescience.com, AI designs quantum physics experiments beyond what any human has conceived. All right, they're doing the thing in for us too. Uh, quantum physicist Mario Kren remembers. Anyway, now we're going to skip over, get into this one again. Notes t.me slash Adam versus the man. Just pause and appreciate. <laughs> AI designs quantum physics experiments beyond what any human has conceived. Maybe they're more creative than us now, too. I like that image as a tapestry. Jim, save that image. But but forever, we will determine what is beautiful, what is right, what is just, and in what direction we go. Theindependent.co.uk. Scientists make holy grail discovery to charge devices using people's bodies. That's fun. Scientists have invented the world's most efficient on-body energy harvester capable of powering devices 
from a person's fingertips. Just wait soon. We're going to be able to shoot lightning bolts out of our fingertips <laughs> in 50 years. If technology truly is. Why do you think that's going to take 50 years? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. L let me remind you all as, as we watch this uh, to appreciate the exponential nature. Think about uh, the, the, the change we've experienced in, in the last 10 years, say. Of, Back in my day. Of the internet maturing to what it is, of cell phones, of medical technology, of cheap, available, manufactured goods in abundance to most, at least, American citizens of the empire, if not people of the world. How far back in human history do you have to go to make the equivalent amount of change of the last 10 years? You go back another 100 years. That depends on what and you're on scale, you right? <laughs> right. But let me make this point efficiently, dear, because we only have five minutes left in the show. So 10 years, you go back 100 years. Yeah. And then you, you go back 1,000 years. Barely a horse. And then you go from you know pre-fire and the wheel you got to go back 100,000 years, and then you're at the dawn of humanity, and you can see the exponential nature of this. And to whatever extent we experience that change over the last 10 years, we are now going to experience in the next one year, and then like one month, and then one week, and then one day. And, 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 and it, if you took it, in order for this to be true, you have to go, well, what would a caveman do? think about what we're doing today we're all fucking wizards already right but even what would a human from a hundred years ago think. imagine where the highest technology available is the automobile the internal combustion engine industrialization right B basic shit coal to today to a man on the moon being like old hat shit like oh moon we're trying to get to pluto <laughs> Branson. It's not even a planet. We're still going Wait, for did, it. Did, did, right? did Branson just go into orbit with Musk? They're a little happy. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Well, whatever. They're all yeah. Private space. We didn't. Private we didn't have many many stories. Oh yeah. We should have covered that today. Bezos went. Bezos. But it's. But, and he's the second. And it's not even news. We skipped it today. Holy shit! A guy from from a hundred years ago would be like, what? You have a billionaire who funded his own and he's in outer space? And we're like, meh. He hopped in his spaceship in his backyard and uh, went space. All right, so just some practical stories to wrap this up. Goodnewsnetwork.org. Teen invents clever fire extinguisher to save your home when you're away, and he's donating all the profits. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, WC. TV.TV, trusted local news, what is this, Tallahassee, former Jackson County deputy sentenced to 12 plus years in prison for planting drugs at traffic stops. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is so commonplace, too. So for every one that gets caught, you have to imagine there's right, 10 to 20 right. that don't. 19 charges, racketeering, official misconduct, fabricating evidence, perjury, false imprisonment, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. At least they got them on all those. Uh, jurors found him guilty of planting evidence during three traffic stops, falsifying arrest reports, found not guilty on charges in nine other traffic stops, probably just because they didn't have quite enough to prove him. 
uh, prove it on them. But I, I hope this is something that leads to this greater awareness. You know, you talk about, uh, I mean, this is, this is a big story because this is not common. I mean, Joey, uh, as someone who's more familiar with the texture of the drug war, like this doesn't happen very often, does it? Are there a lot, I mean, drugs? No, 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 no. Oh, where they get caught? Cops being fully held accountable like oh, this, no, that or at least happen. most partially held accountable. That doesn't but, ever, ever happen. If the body cam footage comes out where you clearly see a cop throwing a bag of Coke on somebody, yeah. and that cop just, he didn't even change districts. Yeah. All right. A so, couple quick fun stories to wrap this up. Goodnewsnetwork.org. World's first underwater vegetable garden reopens growing lettuce and basil in perfect temperature. What? <laughs> yes, underwater gardens. I didn't know this was a thing. Very cool pictures. Just look at that. Get into it on your own. Next, uh, talent seems to be just as much a gift in dogs as it is in people, Duh. study says. Very cool. All right, wish we had more time for that. That was our last story. We did get through the stack today. And with that, Jim, give us the producer notes. What's going on? Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. How you can participate with the show is t.me forward slash Man public telegram channel. How you can support the show is patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. How you can view pictures and videos of life up in Gardenia is at the Garden of Freedom on Instagram. Different websites that we promote and wish success for is homefrontbattlebuddies.com, where all donations are tax deductible. TheCrypto6.com, where Mr. Nobody sits in a cage waiting for you to write him a letter. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com, the best website uh, uh, to view about. I was going to mix in about what we talked about today with Jay Nygaard, but go there to learn more about solar and wind power energy. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love y'all. All right. From Good News Network on this day in history. It was on this day in 1969, the first manned space mission that would land a man on the moon, Apollo 11, launched from Kennedy Space Center carrying astronauts Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Buzz Aldrin. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.